0: Welcome to the Heart of Healing, the Pandemic Episodes. I'm your host, Tom Fold. In these episodes, we'll meet loving, talented people who, while coping with their own pandemic stress, are offering others understanding, compassion, love, and ways to relax and heal, even under the weight of current conditions. Listen with an open heart to those who, in this time of crisis, are offering their hearts and talents to us all. And I'm so happy today to have as our guest, Jack Epler, who is a professional singer and a singing teacher and is the founder and director of the New York City Community Chorus. Welcome, Jack.
1: Thank you, Tom. So great to be here.
0: Happy to have you. And I'm fascinated by your community chorus. As I understand it, there's no origin. How did that get started? What is the community chorus?
1: It started out of um, the vision to... uh, assure people that they can sing because i i I remember at some point in my life hearing people say oh i can't sing and that was really intriguing to me because i was raised singing partly it was because of you know just the time that i was raised which was back in the 50s and you know in public school then we would have um, a music teacher come around twice every week we had a piano in the room but a music teacher come in and would teach us little songs in two part harmony, uh, even like folk songs in other languages. It was very, it was very lovely, wonderful experience. That's delightful.
0: That. That's delightful. What? Where were you in school? What city?
1: This was. Well, I was in several, but this mainly happened in. I would say that the particular teacher I can remember, Toronto, Ohio, which is a tiny little burg, steel in the steel producing area of uh, across from the steel producing area of west virginia Ah. industrial area
0: well i certainly would have enjoyed that i was in new york city public school system and did not have anything as good as that
1: oh that's so interesting and i could
0: have used it because i'm one of those people that would say would have said to you i can't sing because i never sang as a child
1: well then and i was fortunate too and in my experience that and I'll come back to that in a second, because that's interesting sure. what you just said. But um, in my experience, I was also raised in a, an evangelical church. And I don't know if this is true of all churches, but in, in our church, um, there was a lot of, lot of singing, congregational singing, and everybody sang. It wasn't like, if you go to church today in New York City, it's weird. They're just People are kind of quiet. They're shy not back then you just sang out nobody judged you and not only that but people would sing from the hymnal in four-part harmony (laughs) and if you didn't read music then you'd make the harmony up because you just kind of learned to hear it so that's the atmosphere i was raised in wasn't very beneficial to me if i if i think back on it now so i recognized when i heard people say oh i can't sing that's wow that is incredibly different from my own experience how do I even talk to people about that and then it occurred to me and this is a long long answer about how did I start so it occurred to me that people thinking they can't sing is somewhat of a modern phenomenon now I'm interested in going back to your case because maybe there maybe it's more common than I think But it's sort of like um, people, I I think people don't sing today because they see it on TV. And before that, there was radio. So once public media started, people started associating singing with professionalism and comparing themselves to that. Not only that, but the, the practice of communal singing as part of group culture started to disintegrate. As, as culture became more and more uh, um, homogenized, what's the word, homogenized, I think, yes. As, uh, as culture started mixing, people started losing their sort of uh, track into the music of their personal culture. Yes, well, you know,
0: I like what you were saying about the church, about everybody could sing, and it wasn't that you never even thought about it, you just sang with the church, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the church. I never had that experience and I did learn something and maybe this is what you'll be telling me at some mm. point. I learned from my current wife who's who has always sung all her life. And that mm-hmm. if she sings and I sing with her, mm-hmm. I suddenly go from, I don't understand what well, I can't do this to, Oh, that's what that is. And I begin to hear something that I had never heard before, which I guess is the music.
1: Well, that's a very important point, And I think that, uh, is one of the direct reasons that choral singing is so profoundly effective and such a cherished thing because the experience of singing together in a group uh, enables you to come a little bit away from your self-consciousness about your sound and to subsume that in the in the group sound and not only that but if you have a couple of people sitting around you that are singing and singing the right pitches then you, you revolve towards that. And, um, or if there's someone who's singing really badly, of course, it can be a distraction.
0: (laughs) Yes. That's possible. I might've been that distraction. I don't know (laughs) had I tried,
1: but then that's, that's actually kind of nice because then you realize, Oh, I have it. That guy doesn't quite yet. But, um, so, and that leads me to the community chorus. So I, I, at some point said, I'm going to start a chorus for people who quote, can't sing, unquote. And, um, I first started it in the soup kitchen of a a church on the upper west side and then and that lasted for a few months it was moderately successful people didn't really jump right in as i noticed it wasn't meant to be a choir it was just meant to be you come together and we'll sing some songs this afternoon um but then i was in a professional choir of a church down in chelsea and and i said to them you know what how about that I started a community chorus for you folks and they were quite excited about that because they'd actually been discussing that so they let me start the chorus parenthetically they 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 gave me the support of the space free space but no other support so I was kind of left on my own how to raise the money and pay for this thing which uh, has been a very interesting experience but invited people to come there was never any audition the idea was you if you're interested in singing come here and we'll work with it it's been um wonderfully successful as a as a social artistic organization because as much as we provide an artistic experience for people we also um it's just really a great humanitarian project people are able to get over sometimes a lifetime fear of being heard, of having their voice heard by others.
0: Yes, yes, very much so. I can understand that. How long ago was that? How many years ago was that you started?
1: That was in November 1994. 94, wow. So we have celebrated our, I remember we celebrated our 25th, so we're a little bit beyond that, aren't we? We're, <laughs> yeah, we're just beyond our 25th anniversary. That's wonderful, <laughs> and, wonderful um so now leading bringing us up to to today it's really so interesting what's happening right now with the course because you talked about the pandemic when we first started exactly and you if you remember back in the very beginning when people were discovering oh there is this global thing going around they think it started in china they're not sure but it's going it's rapidly uh, spreading to Europe and into here and and all, oh my God, it's all over the world. Oh my God, this is like the great flu of 1918. It's overtaking the world. Uh, it's a global epidemic. Shortly into that process, which was roughly March uh, 2020, that's when things really, when they came in. Right, when wait, things
0: shut down, yeah.
1: When we got to shut down, we can't, we ha- can't have groups together anymore. One of the first stories big stories that came out of that was about a community chorus in i think it was oregon i'm not sure but a community chorus that became a super spreader event because people came together to rehearse they went home some of them got sick and before long half the chorus was sick and several of them were dead so that became the big horror story of what can happen if you allow people to get to breathe in each other's space and singing of course, because the breath comes out somewhat explosively, um, <laughs> you know, shoots whatever's in there some distance, and 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 became quite dangerous. So that what a blow to you guys! Horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, so even before we knew that, we just knew that the church where we were, we're rehearsing said, "You can't rehearse here right now. We're, we're shutting it down for everything." And so we just kind of went blank for a week. And then we, because I suddenly had to start actually teaching voice at my job on Zoom, I thought, well, why can't we do that with a chorus somehow? So I emailed everybody. We called everybody together for what we thought might be a final rehearsal until this thing blew over, which we thought was going to be, oh, a couple of weeks, maybe right. a month.
0: We all thought that.
1: Uh, and we said, let's just get together and, and have a little singing and, uh, you know, just fellowship. And, um, a lot of people showed up about half the chorus at least. And as things developed and it became clearer and clearer that we weren't going to get th- together anytime soon, we just started to kind of feel our way into that. We had already started on some repertory. So we had a little bit of a sense of how some of our songs were going. And, um, that enabled us to rehearse on zoom with just me and the pianist together. We were in that, the church building there with a nine foot piano separating us. That was what they're saying at the time be, be separated by nine feet and wear a mask. And that's what, that's what we did. And we would broadcast ourselves. I'd be singing all the parts and people would be in their homes muted on zoom. Very interesting. Um, I mean, at first, everyone was thrilled by it. Oh, we're actually doing this. We're able to keep together. Then after a while, it just became, uh, you know, more and more challenging. We kept having to come up with strategies to make it more interesting, to add new repertory to um, eventually we started. And I don't remember when this happened. I think it was many months into it. We started letting some people, a few back into the building as long as they were masked and were separated by a, like, I think we had 12 feet of spacing between all the chairs, (laughs) which is not exactly a choral experience. Right. But we did that started out with three or four got up to about as many as 12. And then we bought special sound equipment so that we could actually uh, put some microphones out there among those people so that people on zoom would hear more than just me. They'd hear the, the other parts out there. And we have kept on for a year and a half like that uh that first summer which we we usually take off the summers we have a concert usually in june and then don't get back together until labor day but because of the circumstances people said can we please continue because we learned that the the togetherness of what we were doing was really healing in people's lives at that point people needed that connection as well as they needed the experience of singing to keep some feeling of, of, of purpose and uplift in their
0: lives. Absolutely, yes. I know know that all many people I've talked to, myself included, the loss of contact, the loss of, of being with people, even on Zoom. Yeah. You know, the, the Zoom is not is the same as being in a room where you can hug each other and you can listen closely, but it's it is connection. And that, uh- it, I imagine, worked for you too.
1: Absolutely. It was something. I mean, during that period, one of us died. Some of us, one person that we'd known very well, uh, and during that same period, another, uh, person developed breast cancer and went through chemotherapy is going through chemotherapy. And, uh, the community supported those people during that, the, the, the families during those times. Right. And, um, uh, it became just quite important what we were doing We realized how important our community was, but not only that how important the community was, but how important it was to allow oneself to sing for a little bit. Because, you know, something about singing really touches a, a deep place in people. It touches a very deep place in, in people that kind of supersedes thought i'll tell you a quick story my my aged grandmother developed dementia in the last maybe 10 years of her life she was in complete dementia didn't didn't recognize her own daughters uh they would come and visit her every day she had no idea who they were i came there for a visit once and we brought her over to uh, to my aunt's house my aunt had a piano in her parlor my then wife uh, jeannie sat down and, and played from the hymnal, played some church hymns. And lo and behold, my grandmother started singing these hymns from memory. Yes. And that was astonishing because he realized, oh, someplace deep inside this person, that thing still lives. And, and, and is connected somehow to, to cognition, it was really, st- I, I don't understand it fully yet, but there've been many other stories like that of people, connecting to music who are in dementia. So that's just to say that when we sing, there is a chance of of transcending whatever difficulties we're facing at the time.
0: Absolutely, I I totally understand that. I mean, it's not quite the same thing, but when every once in a while I have in my mind, in my head, I hear a song from kindergarten that we sang in French. Which was the only time I ever learned French, at least until I was older, and it's yeah. like it's just there, and it doesn't. It's lo- and I love it. I'm so happy to hear it.
1: Well, I'm glad you like it because some people would call that an earworm, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a nice worm, whatever that whatever that was.
1: <laughs> no, I totally agree, and I mean to me, I'm not so religious anymore. I'm spiritual, but not so religious. But every now and then, I'll th- one of those old church hymns will pop into my head, and I'll remember all the words. And it's kind of delicious, you know, just to be, to belt those out and just, it it connects to something pretty primal, I think.
0: Absolutely. And again, we come back to community. I think singing as a chorus or being in church with a group singing or even the Cub Scouts or whatever, the class in the public school is bringing people together. And that's what we're missing so much in this time.
1: I know. So uh we did take off this summer because we were just all plain exhausted we just were sure. all exhausted <laughs> and um we're we're gonna do a, a little virtual concert um soon which means we've recorded these virtual chorus videos now that's very interesting that means people take the song they have a uh, a demonstration of, of their part someone is singing their part and they record themselves on video in their own home and then they send those recordings in and an engineer takes all those. You've seen them, I'm sure. On, there've been a lot of them floating around about virtual choruses. Yes. Well, that's a very sophisticated thing to do, but we've done our own version of it. And um, they're not always as certainly as uh, slick as some of the things you see uh, on the internet, but they're very heartfelt and they're very meaningful to us that we've been able to do that. So we're gonna produce a little concert of five of those videos that we made sometime in August or early September. But the big question is what happens after Labor Day when we start, uh, theoretically, we start up again?
0: Have you been in touch with the church? Might they open up again?
1: Well, they've already, they've already been open to us. We've, we've had as many as 20. Uh, and the, we, had, we invited people who had been vaccinated to come back and sing. Right. And they wore masks. So, we have, um, we have some guidance. We have a couple of doctors who are in our membership and they're not you know, taking responsibility for what we're doing, but we do consult them. We're trying to be respectful. Uh, we always get the CDC guidelines and we're trying to just determine what not only is safe, but what's gonna make our members feel comfortable. And I assume that we're gonna go to some, back to some form of hybrid rehearsal where some will come in and the rest will be on Zoom. But, you know, things change from day to day. And I've said to people, we're not going to make a decision until uh, when, we ask Dr. Fauci, like two weeks before we we're supposed to start, what, what should we do, Dr. Fauci? You
0: invite Dr. Fauci to come to a concert.
1: You know what, I wrote Dr. Fauci a letter. I haven't heard back from him. I said, what do choruses do?
0: That's wonderful. <laughs>
1: but, but we, we're, you know, we're, we're trying to you know, follow the best advice. right? And um, we'll do something. We'll, we'll keep going somehow.
0: Do you think that the Zoom part, I mean, it was, it's useful, you, you, and I can hear that, and we all have learned that it can be useful. Is it something that, if everything was fine, would you use, drop it, or would you still have some of that so you could have people from farther and farther away to be part of the course?
1: Oh, God, that's a big question. Um, I don't mean to stump you. No, it's no, because in a way this has come up before it, Well, first of all, as I would say there, I think for a long time or an unpredictable amount of time, there will be some people in our chorus because we have a lot of senior citizens. We have about a third of us are seniors. There are going to be some people who are just going to say, I don't feel safe to come back. Right. And so we're always going to, we promise that we would always accommodate those people no matter what. But then in another case, one of our members has a sister who lives in Wisconsin, I think, Michigan. I forget, another state. And she was heartbroken when she had to drop her chorus. And she's been singing with us from Zoom. So, you know, that opens a whole other opportunity. I just don't know. I don't think anything that we have known is going to go back to complete normal because we've learned how much we can do with Zoom.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So
1: we'll just have to wait and see, honestly.
0: Now, I, I have two stories briefly. Uh, my mm. brother is, a, you know, is my age, and, and he's a trumpet player when he was a kid. Mm. And he, part of his retirement was to join a group of you know, music and mostly trumpets. Yeah. And they've gone on to Zoom, and, formed, and they found that it can be done, and they can have, have concerts. Wow. And, and they're going to continue. It's something that brings him great satisfaction.
1: That's the other tremendous. brief
0: thing is that my daughter is a professional stage manager and mm. loves being with theater people and stuff. But of course she couldn't. Uh, mm-hmm. All the shows she was with, every show closed down. Mm-hmm. But she was hired by another company to do online Zoom stage managing. Wow. No one's ever heard of it before. And yeah. while she doesn't think it's as much fun as doing it in person, she's got a whole new talent, a new ability. So it's, it's opening up things even though it certainly is not replacing what you do or what she's doing.
1: That's amazing. Now, here's an interesting thing. One of our board members teaches at a, a high school in at Chelsea with a big old beautiful, uh, uh, what's the name? 1930s building, gorgeous auditorium, nice, decent piano, uh, has about, I think it's 2000 students, very diverse population they've invited us to come and start a youth chorus. So theoretically, this is gonna happen in October. I don't know how that's gonna happen, but we're, um, we're in negotiation for that. So, you know.
0: Well, it can be wonderful. I mean, I would just mention that what my, the company that hired my daughter goes into one school in Manhattan mm-hmm. and works with, brings in professional technicians, but the kids are the actors. And wow. now they're doing it online. But it's, it's, it's helped a lot, and a lot, of, a lot of parents have loved it.
1: Yeah, that's really great. I mean, uh, people have been so creative in the arts. Honestly, I really want to get back to the in-person connection because it's so, it's really what it's all about, that kind of connection. But in the meantime, you know, we're not doing too badly with, this, with the Zoom connection.
0: No, it sounds like you're doing a very wonderful job with it, and you've got a certain amount of people who are in, in person, and it's a hybrid, and that's, you know, the world is going to hybrids in, in various ways these days.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So uh, this has been going on for quite a while, and you've been doing it for quite a while. How do you, uh, what support do you have? Do you have people, are you, well, I, I guess the question I don't have the answer to this, is how much money is involved, and you have to pay people or are you paid, and, and, and how is, can this continue is my real thought.
1: Yeah, I get paid a uh, very modest salary, I will say that. And uh, my the, our, our pianist, our associate music director, gets paid. Um, and our uh, part-time office staff gets paid. The singers don't get paid. They're volunteer. We raise money... Um, a lot of our money comes from member donations. We never charge for what we're doing. We've never uh, charged for either rehearsing with us or for, uh, or we don't have a membership fee. We don't charge for our concerts. We request money and, and we get it because people have been very generous, but we don't require it. So we have a number of people who've been able to take advantage of, of our service and our, uh, of our services for free, which we're very proud of. Consequently, um, we get great support from our city council person. It was Christine Quinn at the beginning. Now Corey Johnson. Uh, and I will we'll be asking Eric Botcher coming up soon to support us <laughs> and, um, and, um, uh, cause that's, there are council people and we get, uh, support from the New York city department of cultural affairs. That's our biggest granter. Sometimes we get support from lower Manhattan cultural council. Um, so we, we do get people who've acknowledged our, our service and, and support us.
0: That's quite great. wonderful. Now this has been fascinating and it was quickly coming to an end and it seems the right time to do this. If people are listening now would like to learn more and or donate and, or get in touch with you and help, how mm-hmm. can they do that? What, what, how should they contact you or the organization?
1: The best way is to go to the website, which is www N-Y-C-C-H-A, N-Y-C-C-H-A, yeah. yeah, no, just nyccha.org org
0: oh, dot aorg okay,
1: yeah. www.nyccha.org
0: okay, great, and that will be on, not only on the listening part, but on the written part here,
1: Wait, that's that's incorrect. There are 3 Cs. I'm so sorry. Let's In, do it again. It's,
0: it's,
1: it's www.nycccha. So G- it stands for
0: C-C-C- HA. ha.org. ha.org. Okay. So it
1: stands for New York City Community Chorus. Right. At Holy Apostles, because that's the church where we perform. It's not it's it's by the way, I I hasten to say completely non-sectarian. We are not allied with the church in any way. They support us with space, uh, not free now, but 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 uh, reasonable space, uh, and they're very much behind us. But they are not. Um, we're not part of the church. We're right. non, non-sectarian.
0: You're, you're non-sectarian, and you're non. I don't know what we call it. Non-singing. I mean, you sing, but you don't have to be a singer <laughs> before you get in.
1: We are non-audition, that's also important.
0: Non-audition is, is the correct term. <laughs> it's well, I think it's quite wonderful what you're doing, and I applaud you and all the work you've done and all the people that have been involved all these years in bringing joy to the people singing and to the people hearing it. So it's wonderful.
1: Well, thank you, and thanks for the, the support. And listen, if you want to come sing, please do. <laughs> right. Thank you, and
0: I look forward to your next concert.
1: All right. Thanks so much, Tom. All right.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Take good care.
1: All right. Bye-bye.